0: Welcome to the All or Nothing Podcast, where we bring to you companies and CEOs that are changing the game, and I'm your host, Rodrigo Ballone. This week, we have a real trailblazer on the show. If you don't know about her, you probably should. Over the last few years, she's been rethinking women products and creating products that people are flocking to. She's the co-founder of a company called Thinks, and they've developed a line of underwear that help women during their periods. It replaces pads and tampons with a more comfortable option that didn't exist before them. But now she has a new company that will bring women even more comfort. She's designed high heel shoes that feel like sneakers when you walk in them by eliminating the pain that comes with high heel shoes. So let's go ahead and jump into it. I have the founder and CEO of Antonia St. New York. Let's welcome Antonia St. Dunbar. How are you today?
1: Today. Hi. Hi. Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm doing great and I'm glad to have you on. From the outside looking in, it seems like women have a love-hate relationship with high heel shoes because they look great, but they hurt your feet. So tell us, what sparked the idea to create comfortable high-heeled shoes?
1: When it comes to products for women, there are some ways in which they fail us miserably. And I found that When it came to underwear, underwear was failing us miserably during certain times of the month. And then also when it comes to our shoes, which are so important because they're literally, you know, attached to the very foundation which we move through our lives. Um, They can put us in a bad mood or a good mood if our shoes are painful. And there again, it was a product that was failing us. So it was actually while I was working on Stinks, um, this was flashback to God 2013. I had one free office space for us, this place called Center for Social Innovation in um, in the west side of New York. So we're all the way, all, like on the water of Manhattan. And I had to walk to get there because there was no train that took us exactly to that spot. So while I loved the free space, it was an innovation-focused um, space um, and also a space that was focused on doing good in the world because with Thinks, we have a give back. Every time we sell a pair of underwear, we actually – provide um, menstrual supplies to girls in places like Uganda that didn't have any supplies for their monthly period. And um, so we were, we were asked to be part of this great office, but it was just so far away. And I found that I was down to one pair of shoes, even though I had so many, I mean, I had closets filled with shoes. Um, and shoes at very price point, some that were very expensive, some that were not expensive at all. And um, I just remember I could not wear really hardly any of them. And really it was one pair of shoes that got me through day and night and I could walk to this office and, you know, get through my meetings and go out at night if I had to and they were cute enough and comfortable enough to to do it, right? So I was like thinking to myself, there's got to be a better way. And I felt also that the shoe industry as a whole was a bit of a racket because even really expensive shoes, I find that... Um, they had no comfort modifications built in there. There was nothing to support you in walking. They were just made to look pretty. Um, and 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 some of them didn't even wear down that well. Like I would have heel tips that would pop off after two wears or the heel would nick and you'd see like this cheap ABS plastic underneath that was wrapped in this beautiful fabric or leather or whatever on the outside. But once it's nicked, it looks horrible. So I was like, this is crazy. So for a couple years, I thought about it. But I was so busy with things, I wasn't able to do anything about it. Um, so fast forward to about 2015, I get pregnant with my first child, and yeah. I start to kind of think about bringing this idea to life. And living in New York City, this amazing city where people of you know, all backgrounds and expertises come and live and and um you know coordinate with each other I found a couple I had sketched out an idea of like what I wanted my shoes to do and how it to make them better and I'd found that there's a shoemaking school one of the only ones in the whole country here in New York and I met the owner and she introduced me to one of their industrial designers slash shoemakers which was a fabulous fit. I also have an industrial design background um with my family. And that's the spark of DNA that came alive inside me when designing the the Sphinx underwear, leading the design of that, and then also with the shoes. Um, And I basically brought it to these people. And then then the rest is kind of, uh, it's a great story. (laughs) We're in the middle of it now. (laughs) Because the shoes are actually going to be coming off um, into the world next month.
0: There's a lot of people out there that have a desire to start their own business, but don't feel like they have enough capital. Now, raising money isn't enough. You have to make the right moves in order to turn that capital into a successful business. You've had success when it comes to getting funding to help jumpstart your business. So what advice would you give someone who wants to go that route?
1: Well, definitely with both companies, um, I I absolutely love the platforms that we have available to us today, such as in the crowdfunding space. So you've got You know leader and two leaders you've got Kickstarter and Indiegogo I think are the are really the best and um, what these platforms enable you to do is share your idea with really the whole entire world who um, taps into these communities and these platforms and you're able to crowdfund pre you know crowdfund the support for your idea by getting pre-orders so for things we put together a great video, told the story well, created a page um, that represented the product, and were able to to raise money. And I think we we did it in like forty days or so. It was a it was a it was a smaller campaign then, but it was our first campaign. It really it really planted the seed um, that we were here and ready to launch and ready to provide this product. And people from around the world discovered us. And to this day, I see the pockets of those seeds of people that had brought, bought, bought the product early on, those are now some of our largest markets. And we found them through the Kickstarter platform. So similarly, we'll fast forward to here, um, launching the shoe company, Antonia State New York um, is the name of it. Um, launching that in the end of July, 2017, we ran a 40-day campaign and we actually had a, a great video, told the story very well. I mean, these are just to give you a little idea of why these shoes are special. Um, they're, they're high tech high heels and flats that do feel like sneakers on the inside. Although they look very classic on the outside, like our first, our first line is a pointed toe three and a half inch heel, which typically we love to look at, but it's so painful to wear, but this is actually really nice to wear. And then a pointed toe flat. And it comes in a, a couple of different colors, both of those. And we, ran a 40 day campaign and we probably spent, I would say, you know, we, we found like, like, like really scrappy, but motivated entrepreneurial type people to produce the video, to help us edit it. Um, We bought tracks online uh, for the music. Uh, We had friends be in the, in the video. Um, We, uh, you know, rented a space to film in that was, you know, we made like, as an entrepreneur, you have to make, um, deals, you know, and you have to be scrappy. You really do. Um, but you can make something great. If you tell the story well, if you, um, make it relatable and shareable and digestible and whatever it is that you're trying to provide, people can easily share it with their friends. Um, that's how things go viral. So for us, We launched it end of July, and then in 40 days, we actually raised an amazing amount of money. Um, We were one of, I think it's about 106 other Kickstarter campaigns in the history of Kickstarter since they launched in like 2008 to raise as much as we did in as short of amount of time as we did. So we raised 1.8 million (laughs) dollars for this shoe in 40 days, and that enabled us to (coughs) go into production. For our first, you know, um, we were able to even produce more shoes than just the minimum run that our factory needed. And then support it with marketing and support it with social media advertising so people could know the product exists, you could work on the website, different things like that. So, yes, raising capital is so important, and there are great platforms to do it. And I can't recommend enough the platforms of uh, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. I think it's a great place to start.
0: What's interesting to me is that you got over 7,000 backers through Kickstarter to invest in your company. On one side, that's 7,000 people that believe in what you're doing. But on the other side, that's 7,000 people that get to touch and feel your products. I'm curious of your mindset when it comes to analyzing that group and using that data to your advantage.
1: Yeah, I mean... We live in such incredible times, uh, Rodrigo. We have the World Wide Web as our store uh, and our marketplace and uh, our customer base. Like, you know, back in the day, you would have your, your corner shop. Let's say maybe you were lucky enough to get it on the main avenue through town, and it was up to whoever passed by that store who would be your customer. And maybe you'd run ads and the local, you know, papers or maybe the city papers and then you'd attract more people. But now it really is you place something online and anybody can find it. Um and so by by exposing ourselves to a wider marketplace from the beginning, <coughs> we could see where our top markets were gonna be. And so then we could put marketing support behind that to attract more of those people from those areas so facebook is a great place to advertise and we have a great set of campaigns that um are focused towards some of you know the areas where we found our biggest audiences so that's how we use some of the data
0: it's definitely a revolutionary type of product and it has the ability to force every other shoe company to rethink how they design future shoes so can you break down the elements that make your shoes so unique?
1: Thank you. Yes. Um, you know, one of the original thoughts about it was that, you know, when when a, let's say a woman, she is presented with something of value, let's say it's a diamond, okay? And this diamond is judged. It's got criteria for how, how valuable that diamond is. And typically you have the the four or the five skis for the diamond. It's um carrots, it's clarity, it's color, it's cut, and then it could be certification if they go that route. Well, I was thinking, when it comes to a shoe, why is there no sort of like no value system in order to know when a shoe is a good shoe or a broken shoe? A shoe that supports you or totally doesn't support you, and how much more important is it to judge a shoe? which, like I said before, carries you through, supports you through your life, makes you feel good or awful, right? Then it is just a diamond. That's an ornamentation, sparkly, beautiful thing that you wear. Um, shoes should be judged in that way. And so I I, I thought about that and I was like, you know, it, it, when I break it down, it kind of comes to a, a place of the three Cs. And for us, we realize that the brand really is focused on the C of custom fit, does that shoe fit you well? Oftentimes women wear um a heel or a flat, most of the time really, without socks or hose or anything. It's just her bare foot. So that 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 article of you know, clothing of support, that shoe better feel great and fit perfectly. So there's custom fit. There's also comfort. Is it is it cushioned and comfortable? Is it surrounding your foot, enveloping your foot in such a way where you're not getting blisters, you're not getting cut? They're not um, wincing in pain. I mean, women have winced in pain. We really have beat ourselves up. We've got scars, you know, from the way our shoes have hurt us. And does it support you in in walking on these hard surfaces? Never before have we ever lived in a time where we have such hard surfaces. We used to have more grass and, you know, um, dirt roads, but now it's really unforgiving surfaces, asphalt and concrete and all of that. So... We really need to have a shoe that supports you against those surfaces. No wonder sneakers are so popular because they do feel like you're you know you're walking on air you're walking on rubber it's very cushioned but there's no reason why dress shoes shouldn't have to feel shouldn't be able to feel that way. It just requires a little ingenuity so then the third c is um construction. How does that shoe hold up over time? Is it made well? Is it going to perform for you for for years to come or are you going to wear it? For a season, and then it's totally beat up, you can't wear it again. So, we addressed all those points with our shoe. Um, we started with the custom fit by actually um, providing, just from the very beginning, uh, fit a, a wider array of sizes. We have 57 sizes from size four all the way up to size 13. We have three different widths from narrow to wide. And we also created a smartphone app that scans your foot and enables you to create your own personalized fit profile where we can then absolutely custom fit the shoe to you and get you the best fit from within our shoes to make both of your feet happy. And we also have found that 60% of the population, men and women included, have two different sized feet, 60%. So I myself was always wondering, why is my left foot always hurting more than my right foot? Well, I found out that my left foot is a half size larger so we also enable people to order a, a different size per foot which is awesome no other company is doing that we have a very innovative split shoe box to be able to get those shoes in the right combinations to people and then the second way is cushion comfort we've addressed that with soft surround system our patented design and technology to you know surround the entire foot with this sneaker like comfort so when you slip on our heels or our flats you will feel this supportive technology all around the upper part of your foot and then also underneath the foot we have one awesome thing just one aspect of the technology is we have triple layer cushioning under the ball of the foot and that's so important when you come down on with a with a heel because you are literally putting two and a half times your body weight on the ball of your foot so if you are a 130 pound woman let's say that's more than 300 pounds coming on the balls of your feet so um, we've addressed all that, and the soft surround system is a, is a delicious experience when you, when you wear the shoes. And then the last way is with construction. Um, we have built our heels and our flats with um, a couple key things, uh, high-quality um, production techniques to make them uh, resist scuffs and also uh, be almost nick-proof. So our heels are wrapped in ballistic nylon. Making them, you know, amazing, (laughs) and um, our heel tips last five times longer than the industry standard. And then every stitch, every seam is finished so beautifully; nothing cuts into your foot. It is just really, really well made and well done. And we have a microfiber upper on all the shoes, and um, it's it it really resists uh, wear and tear really well. Which when you're walking through these city streets, you definitely need. So. The shoes are pretty, pretty badass, Rodrigo. Got to (laughs) say.
0: I'm curious of how you and your team see yourselves in the market. Is it a situation where everything will be done in-house and your team will try to produce the most stylish and comfortable shoes under the Antonia St. New York brand? Or will you license this technology to other companies and try to get it in every shoe that's out there? What's the long term vision?
1: know it really should be in every shoe that's out there (laughs) Um, I'm amazed at the you know it's really multi-billion dollar industries of shoe inserts and orthotics and adhesives and tapes and foot wrapping things and and when you go into any drugstore and you could find countless products just to help address the issue that shoes suck so much Um, but um, you know for now I am dedicated to making a shoe with a technology embedded into it that provides a solution. I think that the industry overall is a a laboring giant (laughs) that's going to take a long time to try and change. Uh, You look at these beautiful shoes that are made um, really at every price point and especially at the highest price points. And they just don't care about how they feel when you walk in them, or, or much even less stand in them. And um, they're still selling. People are still buying them. Um, and then also, people when they buy inexpensive shoes, I, I like to say that why buy cheap shoes if your feet are going to pay the price? Um, really, you you need to buy a good shoe um, that's going to to work with you. Um, so. For now, we're really focused on creating the best shoe with the technology in the inside. Uh, Maybe someday to license, we might think about doing something where we, we could have that, where the insert could be placed in the shoe. But the thing is that it completely changes the fit of whatever shoe you put it in. And really, you need a whole system that works together. And that's what we're proud to be able to offer.
0: Engagement is key. It gives you an opportunity to see how others view your brand. What are some things that you focus on in order to try to get the most out of that interaction?
1: Yeah, engagement is key um, because it is building a community, and that really uh, is how brands sustain over time. It's creating a relationship, but um, you know, sharing the story with them. One of the other great things about how we how we've launched on crowdfunding platforms is that people are joining you in the actual creation of what you're doing. And so they have this natural vested interest in seeing you succeed because they're part of it. They're part of this journey and they are quite literally helping you bring to life this thing that was just once an idea, or in my case a a sketch on a paper um, and several years of thinking about it and uh, trying to pull together people to, to help me make it. Um, And so engaging people letting them know where you're at in the process, letting them know where their support is being um, you know what what it's what it's helping create and um, just communicating even through whatever ups and downs you have like wow this is challenging we tried to create this one material and we've had production delays um please bear with us you know it's It's just really keeping people along for the whole entire ride, the ups and the downs. It's a roller coaster, but it's really great. It's really great to do and engage your community in that way.
0: You mentioned that there's a process when it comes to finding the right people to work with. And I think that's interesting because you have the experience of building a successful company. But when it came to start Antonia St. New York, you didn't let your ego get in the way and try to do it all yourself. Instead, you partnered with other experts. Can you talk about the mindset when it comes to building a team and collaborating with other specialists?
1: Um, I totally think that it's one of the most important things ever for an entrepreneur to be able to identify talent and to be able to know what ways in which you are an, uh, an expert or the things that you excel at and then knowing what you need to hire the right people for. Um we have a sort of structure where you know come pro- you know sh get, get prove a rock star and let's grow this together and then this can lead to a long term employment thing which it has for everybody you yeah, had only one had to go back off and and take more classes, and they were a little bit of a different point in their life but but anyhow, um identifying the right people and the right skill set is so important you can 't do everything on your own and entrepreneurs. We already exist somewhat in our own individual silos. uh we really need to find the support and and get people together that will help bring this to life uh whatever idea whatever whatever mission you have personally that you want to create because you can't do it alone and it's exhausting doing it alone. Um, you don't want to burn out and having the support of others really it's teamwork and you encourage each other And when somebody's flying high and the other one's having a bit of a hard time. You like, you know, you balance each other out and then it's vice versa the next week. Right. So um, yeah, you really finding the right team and nurturing the team is so important and through thick and thin, um, you know, teams can really make amazing things happen. And the great thing too, having us starting with a small team and being part of a startup is that everybody kind of contributes to everything that needs to be done? Um, of course, everyone has their skill set that they're focused on and their main focus. But let's say we have a photo shoot; like everybody comes together to help that photo shoot, whatever way it needs to happen. Um, so, yeah, teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. It's a, it's a, it's a cliched saying, but damn, is it true? <laughs> it's really true.
0: Anthony, that was a great interview. You definitely gave a lot of good information. Is there anything else you you. want to tell the audience before you go?
1: Um, One thing I would tell the audience is that, you know, if I could encourage anyone uh, in any small way to just think deeply inside their hearts, what is it they want to contribute to this this experience of their lives and to their moments? Because it really is just the one long moment that we're here on this planet. Um and how do you want to, how do you want to leave this place better than when you first came here and I personally believe that this world needs more solutions and not stuff. This world has plenty of stuff um I, really, we need more solutions we need more people out there sort of you know solving the problems of the world that um that need to be solved, and there are so many just just open a newspaper and you can get an idea whether it's environmental or I mean, even the fashion industry. The fashion industry is the second biggest environmental, um, you know, uh, harmer <laughs> uh, right now it, that we're dealing with. Uh, we're so wasteful as an industry, and there's so many things that are wrong with it, but what can, you know, whatever it is, um, whatever it is, whether it's food, whether it's, you know, um, construction, I mean, whatever it is that you have an, a a an ability or um, a dream about in your heart, Think about how you can bring it out into the world and serve the world and make this world a better place because we really, we really need more solution makers. I encourage all of you, find that, find that passion and go for it.
0: I want to thank Antonia St. Dunbar for being on the show. But if you want to hear more interviews like this, make sure you subscribe to the All or Nothing podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Tidal. That's a wrap for this episode of All or Nothing We bring to you companies and CEOs that are changing the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Bologna.